I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! Bonjour, Indirect Fam! Um, we have new world champions. It's France, so we have to speak French now. I think that's, I believe that's how it works. Oh la la, c'est magnifique! There Vive la France! It's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, that voice you hear, well, the World Cup's over, so we can digivolve. You guys watch Digimon as kids or no? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can digivolve to back to our old selves. I am Brandon, I am the Highbury Hunk, and next to me, I have the West Ender Greg. And we're yes. going gonna to talk about some Chelsea in a minute. Yes. But. We have a special guest here, Brian, Wayne Rooney's hairline. How you doing? Pretty good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. <laughs> uh, you don't need a transplant yet? Not yet. <laughs> it's slowly, still receding, slowly. But making a comeback, maybe. All right. Yeah. Hey, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the World, World Cup is over. I'm sorry. So, we're going to talk about mostly the World Cup. We have two... Things to talk about that are outside the World Cup. One is about your boys, your blue boys. Yes. Um, Chelsea. <laughs> a lot of things going on with Chelsea. They fired Conti. Uh, they brought in uh, Maurizio uh, Sarri, if I pronounce that wrong. Don't declare war me, Italy. Um, from Napoli. Um, Real Madrid is trying to replace Ronaldo with uh, Hazard. Which, that's the rumor. I think that's... Yeah. Not as rumored anymore, but there's a rumor that there's a $35 million uh, deal done for Thibaut Courtois, uh, the goalkeeper of Chelsea. Um, how do you how are you feeling? That's, hmm. that's basically. Um, you know, I'm afraid my team's going to get gutted. Um, in all honesty, uh, so I'll get back to Eden Hazard in a second. And there is a rumor that Willie wants to go to Barca. So... We're losing key players. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're on an off season in terms of champs. So, you know, it's like... Europa it's, boy! Yeah, yeah Europa right. boys Europa. together. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Europa League, the best league. Yes. So, um, you know, it's um, unfortunate we are losing some players. At least we have uh, Jorginho co- uh, coming on speculatively. Um, he's for sure. He's, he's there. He's coming. Yeah, so... Uh, that's kind of dope, I guess. Um, there is a rumor that if Chelsea can get Thorgan Hazard, Eden's brother, on Chelsea... That's a great name. ...that he will stay, because he loves playing with his brother. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he he was so happy about playing with him on Belgium that Chelsea was like, wow, we should get your brother on our team. Wow. So, that's like, that'd be perfect. And we would just have the Hazards just wrecking shit on the field. So that's a classic move. I'm pretty sure didn't Kaz or Eric Kaz's brother play for AC Milan for like a decade, even though like he wasn't good at all, just so that could keep Kaka on the team. That's a thing that teams have done in the past. So yeah, yes, it although is. Thor, okay, so Thorgan Hazard's like way better than Kaka's like forgettable brother. He's, Thorgan Hazard's like for real. He's a good player. Oh yeah, and you know, um, I forget who he plays for right now. That being said, sometimes you can see, like, you know, pretty good players really shine 
in, in the right environment, and you have your your like vet bro just telling you, showing you the ropes. So, who knows? Maybe maybe Hazard Bros will just wreck the Premier League. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, otherwise, it's looking pretty. Losing Hazard would be a tough pill to swallow. Well, then, well, I mean, you'd have um, a guy who didn't score at all in the World Cup and a guy who doesn't who misses easy chances in Morata. Obviously, the other striker is Giroud. I mean, are they going to play Morata? I don't think he's like. I don't know. <laughs> Conte, Conte really liked Morata. That he 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 really uh, he really liked him. That's why he really pushed for him to start. Even Conte got fed up with him though. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, he just stopped starting him. He's not even unbelievably handsome like Giroud, so I don't know why he would. Play I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't des- you don't deserve him. Why you don't deserve you? You were like, oh, he's not he's not handsome. Get send him back to Arsenal. Okay. He, he looks good in blue. Yeah, he he does look good in blue. He's like well, he looks good in every color. <laughs> you know, to me, with his haircut, he looks like a very attractive paintbrush. <laughs> the most attractive paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, do you guys get Michi back or no? Because he, he's he's at. No, I, I think he's still at BBB. But I thought that was alone. It was alone. I'm pretty. I, I think he's do, coming back. Do we yeah. have him back? I think he do. Well, that's awesome. I hope. <laughs> I hope so. Mishi Bashwai. Bashwai. Um. Well, hopefully his face is okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got that hit in the, the face with a ball in the yeah. England game. Oh, yeah, for those who don't remember, pretty, pretty hilarious. And he had a great tweet after the game about it too. Mm-hmm. He was like, um, it was like him like. Grabbing, like, kind of hugging the pole. And he's like, "Oh, we're good." So, oh, yeah. He's funny. Um, I'd rather him stay in Germany because then I can like him. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, um, anything else to say about your dumb team? Um, fingers crossed. Um, hope uh, you know. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. There's only a month left till the start of the Premier League season, so they got to make their moves quick, right? You are right. right. You're right. If we don't lose Hazard, I'm going to feel really good. But <laughs> I don't know. It's it's looking it's looking dim. Well, it should be say that the Courtois deal doesn't go through unless until Chelsea finds a replacement for him. Yes. So that's that's a good thing. That's a it's good that they put that in there. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, um, some other news happened. We have a stadium, DC United, and it's a soccer-specific stadium. It has some problems with it, but we have one. New England, you can't say you have one. NYFC, NYC, NYCFC can't say they have one. I'd rather have one with problems than not have one. But um, they played their first game, and uh, Wayne Rooney debuted. Looked pretty good, didn't score, but got an assist. Um, assist and a half, maybe. Yeah. Assist and a half. <laughs> Um, he looked good. Hey, what it says on the stat sheet, he he was very involved in the in the attack though, which is good. The goals will come for him. I'm sure he'll be able to find the net. Um, if uh, Maddox can score seven goals, Wayne Rooney can find some goals. Um, but um, there has been some problems. So apparently, a, a, a like a beam or like something in like the wall fell on somebody. One of the stadium. so what happened was one of the railings that <laughs> separates like. The fans from the field, I guess, mm-hmm. fell down and hit 
uh, somebody who works on like I can't remember her name, unfortunately. It's like who it's works, Lindsay something. Lindsay something. Yeah, Lindsay something. Sorry, Lindsay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it fell and hit her on the shoulder. I think there was a concern that it maybe hit her on the head for mm-hmm. a second, but I think it confirmed that it hit her on the shoulder. Um, and then you know, the, if you were on Twitter during the game, which is basically how I watched the games, I did. I didn't catch the entire game, just just some, just the first half, basically. Well, I was a, I had a, I was a bowling at the time, so <laughs> I actually watched like the highlights and stuff. So I was basically following the entire game via Twitter, and people were tweeting out pictures of DC United people duct taping the railings together <laughs> to make sure that they weren't gonna fall. <laughs> so yeah, I understand. Like, you want the stadium to be ready to go on game day. Yeah. So like. Things are going to be not perfect, but it's not a great look. I also heard there was issues with the Wi-Fi. Yeah, they said um, it was like over, like jammed, just because so many people were there. Well, so you wouldn't think Wi-Fi would be a big issue, but apparently for Major League Soccer, they don't really do paper tickets. Oh, Everybody, okay. all the tickets are because oh, they're partnered with SeatGeek, I think. Yeah, I think it's I, like their official ticket seller. All the tickets you have to like download onto your phone and then you just like show the right scan it from your phone which one like not everybody has a cell or a smartphone so that's kind of weird major league soccer and two if the wi-fi is not great and you didn't know this ahead of time then like what are you supposed to do right you don't have it ready to go i know clinton yates who um he's like an espn talking head guy Yeah, he's from dc though he was yeah, yeah, he works for WTOP, I think. Uh, he, yeah, I think he works for... Doesn't he work for ESPN? Now? Yeah, he works for he, ESPN. He used to work for the Washington... He used to work for the Washington yeah. Post. But he put he put DC United on blast on Twitter uh, for... Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he put him on blast. He's like, he didn't know that he had to have it ready to go on his phone. So mm-hmm. he went to download it on his phone. And he couldn't download it because he didn't have Wi-Fi. Right. And so he's like standing outside the stadium for like 20 minutes, like trying to get this to work. And eventually he just goes home. He's like, it was too, uh, it was too hard for him. And yeah. so he, he put DC United on blast on Twitter. You know, so there's like things to work out there. Yeah, you know, the Wi-Fi thing is inexcusable. However, some people would be, it would kill for free rail shots. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I have one, one more thing. Um, so another kind of problem is, um, the DC United basically chose one supporters group to basically give their their uh, tickets to. They gave it to the Screaming Ultras. They gave them like a the deal. Screaming Eagles. Yeah. Scre- did I, what did I say? The Screaming Ultras. Yeah. Screaming Eagles. Screaming Sorry. Eagles. No, we, uh, we're gonna name names. <laughs> um, but basically, they kind of locked out the Barra Brava and the District Ultras. And the funny thing is, there was a protest outside the the, the match, outside of the game, and the. The protests were louder than the Screaming Eagles inside the stadium. They said, like, the atmosphere wasn't as good as it should have been. But uh, good news, it's all the day that they, the team has talked to talked to them and they're they're working it out. So I think they're they're going to get them in the stadium and get that sorted out. So Audi Field coming with a little bit of problems. But, again, at least we don't play in a baseball stadium anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 no more raccoons. No more raccoons. RFK. I'll never forget when uh, in RFK, um, the Red Bulls almost destroyed one of the tiers. Oh, yeah. The... They threw a... F. 
in a tradition. I know Juan Diego's not here, so we can be naughty, but yeah. But f Red Bulls fans, they threw a flare off like the top, the four hundred section onto the ground. That was so. Which they shouldn't have even. I don't even think you're supposed to bring flares to like MLS games, but still, don't throw it off the top like section. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hey, hey, you know, it's good to see that the hooligans are coming. That means your, your sport's oh really making it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but um, I'm, I'm really excited to get to the third place match. I don't know about you guys. Well, um, we will, well, we're not going to talk about that. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, 30 seconds, 2-0. 2-0 Belgium yeah. beat England. That game was actually entertaining. I watched the first half, and I, like, I had to do stuff. But I was entertained. It did, nobody really cared, so it was like Belgium just like ran all over England. Full confession, didn't watch a minute. Sorry, I mean that's Sorry, fair. Belgium, I only I only England. watched it because I happened to be up. I was like, oh, I'm awake. I'll just turn it on. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, if you want to know more about the uh, the Audi Field situation, you should listen to a podcast called RF, RFK Refugees. They did a good thing about it where they interviewed somebody. The hosts actually don't live in D.C. One of them lives in Richmond or in one of the town, but mm-hmm. they talked to somebody who went to the game and stuff, and he basically gave them a, a detail of what happened. So if you were in that perspective, um, uh, somebody who actually went to the game, I had a, I almost had a chance to go, but I couldn't go. Just uh, just to end the conversation on D.C. United, I know we were putting them on blast for like the stadium stuff, but like that was probably their best performance of the season. Yes. And it was their first... It was very. The new stadium. It was a and very it, good strategy to have them ho- open up with Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver <laughs> but Alfonso think, Davies is the Canadian Messi, but that's it. That's true. Yeah, he's really good. He had an insane goal. But DC United scored three really good goals, and they've got like fifteen games at home over the next like twenty games. So. Yeah, let's make it a fortress. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll be out there. We'll give you a report on Audi Field when we go when we get out there. It's probably sometime next month. Okay. Um, so, do you guys want to talk about the World Cup final, or no, or... Is... Let's do it. Okay. Brandon. We can talk about, like, this... global politics if you want. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> when, no. Uh, when some Whigs are against us Tories, or whatever, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> it was nice a good try. politics. It was okay. a good try. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You really need to update your... You probably need to read a newspaper. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> um, so, World Cup final. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to um, talk about overall the World Cup, or you want to talk about the game first? I'll let you guys give it game. Let's do the game. Game first? Okay. So, World Cup final. France are the world champions, as I said before. They won 4-2. Kind of controversially. I mean... They were the better team, but they had some controversial moments. Um, Griezmann, uh, oh sorry, the first goal was an own goal by Mandzukic um, off of what kind of looks like it was a dive from Griezmann. Um, and then, um, you know, the thing about the, the penalty, oh sorry, Paris had scored a great goal uh, to tie the game, uh, 1-1. Um, and then there's, uh, and then... The penalty happened off off Perisic became he was the goat and then the goat. Um, <laughs> um, he, I mean, people said it, it wasn't deliberate, but the thing is, like, the way that they've been calling it in the World Cup, that's a handball. Like, it's 
it's consistent to the way they've been calling it, so I don't think it was too bad. So, his hands were out, even though they were trying. He was trying to get him to his chest. But um, so okay, you can jump in. Go ahead. So yes, I think it was like, oh, that sucks, man. That's bad luck because I don't really think he wanted to do that. But that is a penalty. That being said, so so there's a lot of factors involved. Okay, um, one one thing that people say like, okay, how is it a penalty? Like one of the uh, the factors of calling it. Is keeping in mind how far away the ball was played because obviously there's some balls played far away you have plenty of time to decide what to do with yourself and you put your arm in an unnatural position then yeah that's just completely deliberate PK well he didn't do it deliberately but his hand was up that was dumb remember PK against Russia yeah. oh yeah no, oh yeah <laughs> he didn't yeah, do that yeah. on purpose but it was like that was a dumb position to have yes, your arm in no, yes yes now um, uh, Perisic he definitely had his hand, and it was more natural than PK for sure. But you know, it, it's kind of damning in the VAR when when the ref saw the the VAR replay was his hand was like moving down towards the ball, you know. Which like okay, yeah, his hand you jump and your arm moves, but his hand kind of like sort it of, was out. We're doing jazz hands right yes, now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all have our hands. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you jump like this, okay, it kind of makes sense for your hands to be out, but it looks bad because his hand was here, like, up, and the ball's here, and his hand moves down. So, like, when you jump, I know you sort of, you know, so that doesn't look good. Um, Like, I see what people are saying, like, you know, there's people think it's hotly contested, not a PK. Um, I think it was, but, you know, it's just, like, really bad luck. I don't think, like, that's something he's really trying to do, but... It also blocked the ball from going across the face of goal, which like was would have been a great chance for France to score. So he kind of could have said he stopped a goal scoring opportunity by yes. putting his hand on the yes. ball. Exactly. Um, so just something to keep in mind um, when you watch the replay, because I've seen it like a bunch of times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, Needless to say, well, not needless to say, but uh, Griezmann buries the penalty. It's two one going into halftime. Griezmann's think... penalty, can I just say, like, did not look that good. I didn't think it was a good, that great a penalty. I think he kind of got lucky there, to be honest, with this penalty. Okay, well, see, Juan <laughs> just... Diego's not here to defend his boy, so we can be spicy. Yeah. We can talk spicy. About That's Griezmann. all I have to say on the penalty. <laughs> oh, do you want to keep talking about the penalty? No, I was just saying. I was like, uh, no, go ahead. So can, can we can we go can we go back to the, the initial dive because that's really important too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Dive. Dive or not dive. So okay. so this is the this is the first goal. We're talking yeah, about. we're talking about yeah the yeah and so yes, Manzukic screwed it up. He should have headed it in. Headed it. Well, in. We're not even Don't there. We're like not English? even there yet. Don't we're you not, like, oh, I love English. It's great. Headed it in. <laughs> um. We, we're unedited when we talk about when it headed it in. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so we can go back to the dive. So we, I guess we can do a poll. You thought it was a dive, Greg? Yes. You thought it was a dive, Brian? No, I thought it was a foul. I initially thought it was a foul, but on the re- but Greg showing us like the Zapruder film, like, like a thousand times, <laughs> like I, I think it, he did kind of dive. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say dive. Um, so maybe I'm no VAR expert, okay? Some people know the the rules up and down. Does VAR like do they 
Do they check that? Like, so no. Have they checked dives no, this tournament? They don't no, check dives. they don't check dives. Unless it was like the, say, I forgot who was defending him, but say um, he he did a, they gave him a red card and there's obviously a dive, then, oh. then they would check that. They do goals, red cards, goal penalties, penalties and like, I, I forget the fourth. I always forget the fourth Apparently one. Apparently handball. Oh, no, the handball was a penalty. Yeah. So. Um, so... But okay, so but not for free kicks. No, they don't. They don't check that now. Okay, and not that I, not that I know of. And yeah, and I, and I mean, so. like, I don't really blame the ref because I mean, to I mean, I didn't. I forget what angle he was at, but I didn't, one angle it looks like like oh yeah, that's a foul. I didn't even question it. Real time, the, the real it time because like it's like yeah, the, sure. the foul is like uh, is from uh, the angle. I'm sorry, the angle is from. A top, it's like it's like a bird's eye view kind of angle. Yeah, um, it looks like it's just a foul and like maybe not a hard foul, but a foul. You know, um, when you can't see the Croatian defender, yeah, it just looks like because you're not, you're not you're looking at the top of their you're yeah, looking yeah. for the top of their heads, not let their legs. So it looks like, but if you look at the replay where it shows their legs, Griezmann really wasn't touched. Mm. You disagree, uh, Ryan? Go ahead. Uh, if you disagree, I think, it's I, think fine. I disagree. I think he did does make contact and. If you watch like Griezmann fall, he he doesn't. It's not like it doesn't look like a dive. You know, when you see those guys hit the ground, you can when Neymar dives, you can tell it's a dive. Either it's like yes, the most. It's either an incredibly impressive like dive, like he makes it look like he really got fouled. But, and but if you look, Brozovic is behind them. Um, and Griezmann kind of falls forward. And it looks like his legs kind of get cut out underneath them. And I think Brozovic, he's coming in hot, right? He's mm-hmm. coming in a little too hot. So I think whether or not he was already... Well... <laughs> he was coming in hot. Griezmann was dribbling away from him. And somehow he falls down. Like, I don't think... Griezmann, if he was... I don't think... There wasn't a good opportunity to dive there. Like, it makes more sense to just keep dribbling and take the shot. Well, um... It just makes me think that Brezovic did run into him. Well, I mean... He definitely tripped over him at the end. I mean... Contact is made. What, I don't... A... I mean, at the, at the end. But he falls first. I mean, we'll have to agree to disagree. Hold on, though. I mean, that's a good point. Like... Can we can we look at this really fast? Yeah, like, because... sorry to be a pain in the ass, man, but <laughs> this is all right, all right, audio okay. format. So look, no, he, he he it's a heavy touch. Yeah, but the thing is, the way it's cut because we're watching the Fox replay, you don't really see the whole run of play, like on the Plus replay. Plus, he's kind of coming across. Oh, it does kind of look like he clips him in the back. Yeah, it does oh. kind of. Yeah, <laughs> are you sure? I mean, maybe we could say uh, it's soft, but I... He doesn't He doesn't touch him until the very end. Okay, I, we can agree to disagree on that. <laughs> anyway, we'll anyway, be here all anyway. day. Anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> You're the one who said you had stuff to do after this, so... Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I mean, I had a feeling this would take up, like, a big part of it. I mean, it was the most crucial moment, probably. Well, that and the penalty decision. Mm-hmm. Um... Were the two most crucial moments of the game. But also, probably. even after the penalty, because 2 1 in halftime. So, how are we feeling about Croatia? Do we think Croatia's dead, or we think they're. No! Can I... we talk about the Croatia goal? It was an excellent goal. Yeah, we can talk the, about that, yeah. The, uh, Ivan Perisic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He, um. There, was, it, was it a corner from the top? From Was it a corner? Is that how the play starts? 
either way, he gets the ball, it kind of pings around the top of the box, and Perisic is kind of the only one who's at the top of the box for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure it was a corner. Uh, and he's like, well, the ball's going to come out here at some point, so I'm going to be here at the top of the box. And lo and behold, the ball falls to him. Mm-hmm. And he, make, he takes control of the ball, and it's with his left foot. And it's just like... Is it a half volley? I think it might be. It's yeah, it's like a half It's like a half volley. It's like between basically two yeah. defenders. It's fantastical. Yeah. It was really good. It was a you got to see the replay. The best goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, um, and uh, Parrish's place for Inter Milan. Somebody who told me who's like getting into soccer, they want me to say more who like the players in the World Cup oh, play for. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't say it, it's fine. But like, if you can, say who they play for. Um, okay. Anyway, so that's a great goal. So it's two one. Two one. And Croatia looks pretty good, yeah. even though they're down. And they've been. It's not like they haven't been down before. They just they were in three extra time games. So it's not like they Wait. are for. Are, so so it was one one first, right? And then they get yeah. The so, so one one. Yeah, one and one. Then the penalty. Yeah, and then made the penalty. It two one. Made it two, two one. one. So in halftime, it was two one. Right. Um. And then and then France really takes uh, takes the. the Takes over the game. I think believe the the Pogba game goals first. Pogba, yeah. Which that I, goal was so good too. Yeah, that Pogba really goal. Too. And if you the the play that starts the Pogba goal, the goal um, that makes it three one, is it's like a fast break, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's started by Paul Pogba, a Paul Pogba pass. Mm-hmm. He's inside his own half, and I can't remember who he passes it to. It might be to Mbappe. Yeah, it's a beautiful weight. The weight on it is just perfect. The pat, yeah, is is a crazy good pass. But it's like a volley. He volleys it forty mm-hmm. yards, like like perfectly on the right to the guy streaking down the wing, and then <clears throat> who crosses it in? And Pogba's there to he 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 shoots first. It, it gets the it gets, it gets the flesh flesh in yeah, immediately. Yeah, he hits it back in, and I think does he hit it with the same leg or does he hit it with the opposite leg? I don't remember, but like, this um, is a really good goal. Yeah, it was very good. Also, um, so we watched this game at uh, Ireland Four Courts in, in Arlington. Um, most of the people there were rooting for France, although the bar could. It was a. It was a fun. Like, there was I don't a lot know. People. It was there was a lot of Croatia fans. Oh, okay. I talk, okay. That's fair. Okay. I think it's probably just people who didn't want to root for France because they were the favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's but, probably true. Um, but basically, so you know what this. this this atmosphere could have used a lot more fake English people. They could have a more high <laughs> atmosphere. But um, we've been talking about this for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never drop it. Um, but um, it was uh, well, you know, it wasn't like you know um, there were a lot of people there, and it was very hype atmosphere because it's the World Cup final. But it wasn't like organized, like people chanting every second or whatever. But there was one woman who was very, in front of us, who was very for France. Like, she was like, when Pogba scored, she was like, was waving like French flags and like, oh my god, like we scored. It was, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so she was like, basically like the the main cheerleader for France. Um, but yeah, then, um, then Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe is good, guys. He could have been an Arsenal player. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> but he's not. He's, he has cheese. For now. Oh, God. PSG. So, I'll, I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> um, so Mbappe scores in kind of a similar way to Pogba, but he um, 
Um, but at that point, it's 4-1, right? Yeah, he, Mbappe makes it 4-1. Yeah, and you're thinking the game's over. Yeah, it feels like the game's over. Yeah, But little did we know that Lloris would lose oh, the whole no. game. Oh, no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Lloris apparently wanted to show his skills with a Z. Make sure you spell it with a Z. He tries to... Who does he try to dribble around? Was it Mandzukic? Mandzukic? So he tries to like dribble around Mandzukic... I, I, I don't and know. He just leaves the ball. Oh, he's it, just like, oh, whoops. yeah. And then, like, he just, of course, Mazzucic, because, like, he's a goalkeeper, just takes the ball away from him. And it's like, okay, our goal. It's 4 2 now. <laughs> and you have the feeling with Croatia, the way they've been doing, like, they could at least make this a 4 3 game. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're thinking that. Um, but at the end, I think, um, in the end, it was clear that France was the better team. I think, after, I think. They had a chance to. I think they had a couple chances to make it to make it four three, but I think by the like the last twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, France basically like shut it down. I would say yeah, Croatia definitely had a few couple of chances, um, but France had just as many chances to make it five two. Right, right. Well, I, Mbappe had one for sure. I remember. I know, I know. Croatia they had so much heart, but let's just be honest. I know that they had the drive and all the adrenaline. They literally went through three 120-minute games. Mm-hmm. And so you could tell by, like, they played an extra minutes, game, basically. they're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you saw their legs. Like, they were they were exhausted. They didn't keep fighting, but you could see. You're just like, we are... They... Well, it was... It, well, also, I think it's, like, the fact that they're tired, and also it's like, we're down... We gotta score two goals. We're not gonna... We might score one if we try super hard. We're not gonna score two no, against France. I mean, I'm sure Croatia believed they could do it, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like, I, I don't think... I, I'm not saying, like... I'm being facetious a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not saying, like, oh, they gave up. I'm just saying, like, you have to... In the terms of, like, okay, the the belief... Like, even when you're down, when you're down one nothing to England, mm-hmm. and you just played an extra time game, you're like, okay, we just need one. Oh, yeah, 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 one, yeah, and then right, we can... Right. It's a new ball game. But now you got two mm-hmm. against... A, Probably the best defensive team in the in the World Cup, so it's a little rough. But um, what do you guys think of France's champions? Are they are they worthy? Did they play a worthy style of football? Yeah, I mean, okay, they they did not they did not have an easy road. I mean, they didn't. They played. I mean, as Argentina was mediocre, maybe, but they're still really you know they're a hard team to beat. They got by them. They got by Uruguay. They got by Belgium. And then they got by a Croatian team that was on fire. Um, they earned it. Like, you know, every game wasn't super easy, but they, they got by each time. Well, I think a lot of people are, were kind of critical of the way that France plays because they play a more defensive style. They don't really attack unless they need to attack, which I think we saw in the Argentina game. It was like, yeah, we could score four goals in this game too, but we, don't, we won't if we don't have to. And that's the thing, uh, because we criticized Belgium on me and one... <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm drinking beer. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, we criticized Belgium for... Uh, Belgium was critical of uh, France saying, oh, they played anti-football, as Courtois said. And, you know, they criticized them for playing a more defensive style. But it's like, yeah. you didn't really force France to open up. So that's that's on you. <laughs> they're not they're not gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes to win the game. If it's, if it's unwatchable, that's on you. Yeah. You need to make them make the game exciting. Yeah, 
And it's, you know, um, I think Brian said it well. Sometimes they catch people who are critical. Even like even like a month after the World Cup, there's just so much emotions. Like, of course, there's going to be people, no matter what happens, just like, oh, how could they do this? How could they do that? They just wanted to win so bad. Like, one of the only, like, um, so Hazard said something. Courtois was obviously not impressed. But, like, De Bruyne Hort- said Hazard, the opposite. Hazard said um, they played like Panama. Which, if you're, Ouch. I, I said in the last podcast, but if you're Panama, you're like, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but then there's De Bruyne, who's like, hey, it's like I play at Man City, we play against ninety percent defensive teams all the time. That's part of the game, and so you know, there, there's all there's always going to be like mixed emotions. You, uh, you, you know, with everything in your power, you want to win. So it makes sense. Like, people being critical about how people play, I would say, you know, you're you're never going to be good enough for everybody. Like, there's always something wrong with every team. I mean, honestly, we could look at any any World Cup winner. Well, the reason I actually brought it up is because um, it's not even so much... It's not even just their opponents are saying, oh, they're playing... Because, of course, they're salty because they, they yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. But So you would just figure they'd be mad. And, like, it's honestly kind of unfair to be... To really kill Belgium for being mad, even though like what they said was dumb, but it's like you know they're emotional. They just lost the World Cup semifinal. But even um, I was listening to like uh, the Guardian World Cup um, podcast, and and they have like you know their French reporter, and even he, I mean obviously he's French, so he's like yeah, I'm glad we won the World Cup, but he's like, oh you know I'm, I'm not gonna do my, t- I was gonna do a terrible French accent, but I won't do it. <laughs> Um, but he was basically like, you know, I'm obviously I'm happy with one, but like I don't really like the style that we play and blah blah blah. So even like in France, they're like conflicted about like the way that they play. And it's like, could you? Were they? I saw some of the celebrations, well, uh, well, and they were pretty happy. Well, <laughs> this was you're right. This is one person, but it was a report. I think mm-hmm. I'm sure. Obviously, the like Joe Joe France. Or I don't know what's French Joe. I don't know what it is, but you know, regular regular guy, France, uh, French person is like well, whatever we want. I don't care. But I'm talking maybe more of the French writers are probably critical because they have to think about the game intellectually and all mm. that stuff. But um, so I mean, if you look if you look at history, okay, Italy in 2006, their road was so easy. Besides beating Germany and like. Um, well, France. I don't think I don't think anybody's criticizing France for being for their road being. I think they're criticizing oh, it for being no, oh, boring. No, no, I'm just looking at like different criticisms, oh, okay. so, like for World Cup winners, and mm. it's like, oh, they had to use dirty insults to win the final. You know, what got Zidane like all fired up? Mm-hmm. Then you get 2010 in Spain. It's like there's the most boring soccer the world has ever seen. Like they win one zero every single time. It's just like it's like painful to watch unless you're a Spanish fan, or you know, you hear that. Um, I don't really know. I mean, Germany, everyone just kind of hates Germany. <laughs> but um, I don't remember really a whole lot of critique about them. They're just like, German football is great yeah. for whatever reason. I don't remember a lot of people criticizing Yeah, them. I don't remember that But either. there's usually something wrong with the World Cup winners. Yeah. Like, you know. So, uh, yeah. Ima- imagine... <laughs> imagine us as, like, Americans, or you could even throw in Russia... Imagine if America or Russia won the World Cup, and then you're, and somebody was just like, "Nah, we won," but it's like we were boring. It's like yeah. and you're like, "Who cares? <laughs> we won the World Cup." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
I don't know. I mean, honestly, just the critics, you'll never be good enough for everybody. There's just always critics. It's like, it's hard, it's hard because some critics are like, have valid, like, really good points. But then there's just trolls everywhere. It's just hard to filter out good critique. It's, um, but yeah, um, that being said, I think they had a really good tournament. They, I mean, besides their game against, um, Denmark... (laughs) <laughs> they did have the worst game of the tournament. They had the only zero zero game. Yeah, um, that was a terrible game. But yeah, the other Germans they had good games. Um, okay, so France won. They're good. Um, what do we think about this World Cup as a whole? It was really you have to say it. You can't just do a thumbs up. Well, I was telling him he, he was about to speak. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm like, shut up. No, I, I mean, this was a great. Up. I thought it was a great World Cup. Did you guess? I I loved it. I lots agree. of excitement, lots of surprises. Um, mostly entertaining matches. Yeah. Um, only one draw. Mm-hmm. Only one goal one, straw. One z- yeah, goal straw. Yeah. Only one goal straw. Um, the final itself, six goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just and um, you know, um, how many own goals happened? I think it was, it was like 11, 11 or 12, 12. 12. Oh, the first own God. goal in the final ever. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the twelfth own goal of the tournament. And I think this was the highest scoring final since nineteen seventy six. Oh, nineteen sixty six. Okay, I think yeah. it was the first four goals. Tina scored four goals since nineteen seventy. Then, hmm. um, wow. well, yeah, um, so. We don't have to, like, rank it because it's recency bias, but I would say... So, I started watching soccer in 2006. 2006 was the first World Cup I watched. That's what got me into soccer. And I'd say, like, of the like four or five World Cups I've watched, this is probably the most, from end to end, exciting World Cup. It just Even, like... Yeah, there was boring games like Iran, Morocco sucked. Well, you know. But, you know, the big games... Delivered and there was some sort of drama in there. Even like yeah. Denmark, Croatia, which that game sucked, but it had the penalty shootout at the end. It was awesome. and everything yeah. had something to it. You know, at least the games that you wanted to see. Because even like, um, like what I said, like around Morocco, but like you know, the same day or the, the day after or before, um, Spain, Spain, um, Spain, Portugal happened, and that was like yeah. the best goal of the game in the tournament. Um, do you guys want to give best goal, guest game, or anything like that? Best goal? Uh, I think the best goal in the tournament for me uh, is probably going to be um, Pavard's goal. Okay. Uh, that was against Argentina. Yes. The, it was, yeah, uh, that was the, great. It was a volley. It was, it's kind of similar to Nacho's goal against Portugal, if you mm. remember that one, all the way back to like day two of yeah. the tournament. It's like five years ago. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it seems like five years ago. Um <laughs> But Pavard's goal, it's um, it's like a volley from like the top corner of the box, um, goes all the way across the face of the goal and the, just off the post and in. It's an insane yeah. goal, and it's like from the crazy part was like it was totally unexpected because yeah. I don't I don't think hardly anybody knew who uh, Pavard was mm-hmm. before this tournament even right. started. Same yeah. with uh, France's other uh, wing back or. Um, uh, Theo Hernandez, like mm-hmm. he was probably those are the two players that I was least familiar so, with. So and uh, it, it definitely uh, was even more special just because he kind of gave up the free kick that led to a goal right before then. That's right, number two. So then he comes back and reacts, and you that's know right. sometimes that's the best kind of goal to see. See yeah. if someone redeem. Themselves. That was a great game. 
Yeah, it was. So, um... I have a bias pick. Oh, okay. Well, um... My favorite, um... I would. I don't know if... Because I would say probably... Ronaldo's free kick, Pavard's goal. But I think probably my favorite moment was Mbappe in in that uh, Argentina game. But his... I mean, we, because we watch soccer, we know who Mbappe is. But I think, you know, obviously casual people just watch the World Cup. This was his, like, coming out party where it's yeah. like he announced himself as one of the great players in the world. Like, on the biggest stage. So it was very exciting to see him, specifically in that game, but in the World Cup in general, just be very, very uh, just, like, announce himself as, like, I'm great. Yeah, so just to, like, put some context to, like, what he did this tournament, Kylian Mbappe, he's the... Second ever teenager to score in a World Cup final after Pele. I don't know if you guys remember um, that name. I, it's sad, he's, it's he's, he was pretty good at soccer. Yeah, yeah my dad's friends with Pele. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, he sco- he won the Young Player of the Tournament award. He scored four goals. Um, he scored. I think more, the only other player to uh, the only other teenager to score multiple goals in a World Cup knockout. Um, game was uh, Pele as well, so like that's sort of the level he's at right now. Right. Uh, and again he's like nineteen, so we've got a long way or a lot more uh Kelly and Mbappe to see for the next decade. And maybe one of my favorite uh little bits of analysis is like now that he's got the World Cup at age nineteen, we'll never have to have the conversation about like oh, but <laughs> will he can he win a World Cup like, yeah. like <laughs> which is the thing that's haunted like the two best players the last like fifteen years, right? Yeah, you don't even have to yeah. have that conversation anymore. Yeah, because he no. wanted it at nineteen. I don't yeah. find a way to like. Well, he hasn't done it since he was nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, whatever though. You know, as long as long as he, you know, he's young, so he had a little bit of fall on the floor antics, <laughs> but um, you know, he's young. Like mm-hmm. I get it. You know. It's his World Cup. He's really excited. And so, you know, people people got so mad so quickly. Like, hey, just calm down. Yeah. He, he, he has yet... If he continues to do that, yeah, I'll get sick of him real fast. But, like, he's a... He, he high-fived the Pussy Riot uh, protesters. <laughs> yeah, yes. he did. Oh, can we talk about it for a second? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, I didn't know. So, like, I think midway through the second half, um, there's, like, four or five people who somehow got onto the field and were like running through the field and they were dressed funny I don't know if, I didn't notice yes, that right away suits they yeah, were they dressed were like, like um, suits or something were, like so old, the thing the thing is timey. I think it was kind of bad I mean we kind of did talk about global politics I think the <laughs> messaging was bad because I didn't get what they were doing because there was no like kind of like sign or something but yeah, later they I mean, were dressed it was like a reference to like a Russian poem poet, or something. Yeah. yeah and it's like they were like police uniforms or something but I didn't really realize till later that it was like pussy right. I thought yeah. it was just like some idiots. Who yeah, that's what. Yeah, I didn't realize what it was until after the fact. But um, yeah. I just thought we should acknowledge that 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 happened. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll get sent back to a prison camp. Like, well, they already got arrested. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that took a lot of courage. I did. Um, so really quick, my bias pick for best goal. Oh yes, go yeah. Cherishev versus Croatia. Oh, hey, that was a great that's goal. A that's pick. not a bad that, that's a that, pick. That, wow, just out of nowhere, just bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a uh, favorite save, I would say Courtois. Um, I, I don't... Uh, I don't 
forget, was it extra time against Brazil? And you just, man, Courtois, that his saves were just the best. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many good saves to this tournament. I mean, the yeah, keepers, yeah. I mean, the keepers are usually a story to be told in every World Cup, mm-hmm. but man, this one, just the saves are so good. Unfortunately for Hugo Lloris, like, I feel like his, yeah, he technically won, like, goalkeeper of the, no, he was in the team of the tournament. Yeah. But, but didn't win Golden Glove. But didn't win Golden Glove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that went to... Um, yeah. To well, we can, we can get into some of the awards. So, um, Luka Modric from Croatia won the uh, the Golden Ball. And if you are a... If you're a... Um, if you want to win the World Cup, play good and play really good, but not good enough to win the Golden Ball. It's like MVP in the <laughs> NFL. You want to play good yeah. enough to like get your team to the Super Bowl, but you don't want to win the MVP because the last six winners of the Golden Ball have not won the World Cup. Uh, and I have the list. It's, oh, hold on. Can I see do you want to guess? I want to. I want to do it. I want to. See okay, go ahead. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't want you to cheat. All right, all right, all right. This is off the top of my head. Um, let's see. Two. Obviously, this year was Luka Modric. Yes. 2014, Leo Messi. Yes. 2010, Diego Forlan. Yes. 2006 was Zidane. Yes. 2002 was Oliver Kahn. Mm-hmm. 1990, was that? Yeah, you're, you're good. You're, you got everything. 1998 is, oh, this is a hard one. Lillian Theron. Is that no, it was Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> you were doing so well. I thought I thought a French guy won that, and I knew it wasn't Zidane. No, 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 it was Ronaldo. I thought for sure a French guy won. You were missed. I gave you the prompt. You, the team that didn't win the World Cup, the so, team player was on the team that didn't so, win the World so Cup. So, the, but you got five out of six, so, so that's good. The real problem is, is like I don't know how to count to six. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count. And uh, I don't know 94, but let's just assume he was Baggio. I don't know. I, don't I think know, it was somebody on Brazil. Oh, it was? Because I don't know who. I just went back to I just went back to 98 for it. I mean, that being said, the awards are nice, but who really gives a shit? You just Nobody. Well, I am a no. I do. It's like, it doesn't matter, but he's like, the team of the tournament makes no sense. Conti isn't on there, although he didn't have a bad game in the final. And he was taken off early. We didn't mention that, but he was taken off early because he kind of didn't have a good game. But he was great all tournament. How did he not go? I don't care what formation you have. Throw him in there. Throw him in there as a goalkeeper. I don't care. <laughs> like, and how does Lloris win the, is the goalkeeper in the in the team of the tournament but didn't win Golden Glove? I don't understand. It doesn't – What? Who was, who made this list? Who – I, I, I mean, don't know. I know, but but he ruined. It. You know, if Loris would have just not done that stupid shit. But how did they vote on? But how did they vote on that stuff? Do they do it after the final, or is it already? I think they, the final they account for okay. the final. You know, like I was even surprised Messi got it in twenty fourteen. It was almost like a consolation. Yeah, like he's just he's a great player. Let's just yeah, it, it does feel like that they kind of have turned the player of the tournament into like the consolation prize, which is. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's kind of what they've so, done. So we're uh, one thing I do want to mention that really made me happy. Um, so great World Cup, and so uh, France they had a big party, but also Croatia second place. Their fans appreciated everything. They had a huge party on their way back, and that makes me feel really good um, because uh, 2010 also Netherlands second place. It was heartbreaking, but they went back huge party. Now, it's not like in every country, because in 2014, Argentina lost nothing. And it's weird. It's like the, cult- the cultures are different. 
because uh, Argentina fans demand is like we either win or we don't celebrate anything. You know, you come home and you get nothing. So um, that's that's really heartbreaking to hear. You know, you can imagine how demoralized you must have been as an Argentinian player coming back second place and like no one. Well, even uh, England and the in Belgium had like pretty big things for yeah. them back. Yeah, it's it's just it's you know different footballing culture. It's you know sometimes it's really cruel. But um, it really, really um, warmed my heart to see the Croatian fans really appreciated it. And, uh, you know, they got to go back and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good football to come from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was good to see even, like, the teams like England and Belgium have, like, welcomed the guys back. Because they did have a good run in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys want the um, – in 94, it was Romario. Um uh, and then 90 was Scalacci, then 86 was... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're, going, we're going all the way okay. back. Well, I was going to go to 82 and stop. <laughs> stop. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, anyway, okay, that sums it up. Great tournament. Um, oh, well, Harry Kane won the Golden Boot, and then... Spain Worst the... Golden Boot of all time, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't know. He, he was good. He, he, those, did, he, those... did, he did fine. He played, he played well. <laughs> um, Maybe he should have got taken off like sooner and put, they put it, should have put Jamie Vardy on, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, they also should have put I mean, Dyer on earlier, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you went for Rashford yeah. first. You know, um, maybe we don't need to go down this rabbit hole because we don't have a lot of time left. I will say, though, yeah. Maybe, I just want to say one more thing. Maybe they should have put given Vardy more time, period. Like, not even necessarily take Kane off. Maybe they should just give him more time. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, basically, we love the World Cup. Um, it's over now. And I've seen a lot of things. This is my final thought. Um, I've seen a lot of people was like, oh, the World Cup's over. I'm so sad. And it's like... I mean, you know, it sucks the World Cup's over because the World Cup's fun, but soccer never ends. <laughs> this is what's great about this sport. Uh, I, Greg, I know you're you're mostly soccer all the time. You're you're mostly a soccer guy, Brian. You're mostly a soccer it's guy a too. Full time job. Full time. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But I, I like multiple sports. Like if you're an NFL fan, although it is getting harder and harder to be an NFL fan, but if you're an NFL fan, it's like nine months between you're gonna have a child in between the seasons of the NFL. Like it's like crazy long. It's maybe like eight nine months something like that. But with with uh, especially in a World Cup year, it's like you go from World Cup and then next month is the Premier League or the Liga or whatever European year. And MLS is happening right now. So the reason I bring this up is because there are always people that are kind of like, oh, in the World Cup, who are casual watchers who are like, hey, um, this is really fun. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to pick a team. But like my uh, my advice for uh, people who. Um, want to get into soccer, like, post-World Cup. Uh, and even if you don't want to watch club football, I mean, um, next year is the Gold Cup and the Copa America and the Women's World Cup. So there's going to be more international soccer, even on a smaller scale. But you just got to watch. You just got to sit down there and watch. And don't worry about you not knowing the rules because you think when I was a dumbass 16-year-old I knew what an offside trap was? No, I didn't. You'll learn it. You'll pick it up the more you watch. So just watch it. Pick a. I just recommend picking a Premier League team. I think it's the easiest league to follow, and just just watch some soccer. Uh, 
What about you, Greg? you have any advice for getting in people into soccer? Getting into soccer? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I guess it's, it's always, um, you'd be surprised, you know, sometimes I had this idea that people didn't like soccer in America. So for some reason I didn't have friends to watch stuff with, but you'd be surprised there's people into it. Um, you know, and there's a lot of places that if you live in a major city, like there are soccer bars, like if you, especially if you like a premier league team, like we live in the DC area, obviously. So, um, you know, there are bars near that are dedicated to soccer. There are places where you can watch it if you want to be around people. Um, yeah, and also the thing is, what I had the same feeling. Well, I mean, you don't have the same because you you've been a soccer fan your whole life. But it's like I had that kind of same feeling where it just seemed like when I started watching it, I was like, oh, nobody really likes it. But it's the thing is, like, it wasn't as exposed, and now the fact that it's being exposed, like it's on TV, even like the Scottish league that has a TV deal here. You know, mm-hmm. even like leagues that you wouldn't really think of. So it's on and it's available and you just got to watch it. Yeah. And if you want to be around people there and, you know, just find your local Man United bar, or, you know, your Barca bar, or, you know, or if you want to, I don't know, if you're a South, want to be a Southampton fan, I don't know where they'd be. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Brian, do you have any advice for yeah, people uh, who want to get into soccer? Uh, then, I mean, you guys touched on watching soccer. A little bit there, but I think like if I mean if you watch the World Cup and you saw like the crazy things that Mbappe did and N'Golo Kante and Luka Modric, just like go out and buy a soccer ball and go kick it around. You like you have a whole new appreciation. Yeah, yeah, go kick it. Go around. Find a friend. Go play it. Maybe I mean find a friend. There are like rec leagues everywhere. Yeah, rec leagues. You could. There's meetup groups. Yeah. You know, you just have to commit. That's what that's what I did. I I, I am not a lifelong soccer fan. I I, I really. I really didn't start watching really watching soccer until 2010. I was kind of was like 2016. I mean, uh, yeah, 20, 2016. 20, 2006 was basically the year I was like, I acknowledge that this is a sport. Like, and then 2010 is when I actually really started watching it. So, I'm a late in life soccer watcher. It can be done. You just gotta yeah. commit to watching it. Well, yeah, and it's not only that. Sometimes it's a little discouraging. Um, there's always gatekeepers, right? He's like, I've been watching my whole life and blah, blah, blah. You don't know anything. You're not don't really listen a... to fake British people. You're not a real fan. <laughs> You're not really British. Well, how do they talk? Just really uh, obnoxious. I didn't, I didn't really hear that guy, to be honest. <laughs> but I love this concept. Well, I don't want to shit on him in case he listens to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, okay, but... You you know what? Um, it's 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 a great sport, and uh, if you dig it, then uh, there is so much room to see great matches. And we're not in the dead era anymore. When when I first started watching, I was like at the beginning of the dead era, where you it was very hard to find soccer on TV. We had Fox Soccer Channel, and that's it. Now it's everywhere. It's on it's on like every sports channel now. You know, so if you want if you want to see it, you can watch it now. It doesn't. You don't have to watch it every four years. But, you know, I'm not talking to, like, the people who are like, oh, everyone pretends to be a soccer fan. I'm talking about the people who are specifically like, I am interested in this. And I, I want to know where this next step is. The next step is you just got to watch. You just got to, like, pick a team, pick a league, or and just wake up in the morning, drink some coffee, and watch some soccer. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's that simple. Don't worry about formations yet. You don't have to worry about that. You'll learn that stuff. And there are good resources. We're, we have to go. We're going to wrap it up. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's good resources on YouTube and stuff. Tifo's good. Um, Copa 90's good if you want to learn about more about the culture of soccer. So, you know, watch soccer. It's good. It's anyway. good. <laughs> root for Chelsea. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't. You don't want to root for a soulless club like that. Come oh, on. soulless. <laughs> okay. Uh, root for Arsenal. You could be disappointed all the time. It'll be just like rooting for a United States soccer team. Um, anyway. Um, um, uh... Wow, what a way to end this. This is going to end on a really dark uh, note. Wow. Uh, um, anyway, um, this is the West Ender. Greg's here. What's up? You you're, you play music. Yes, I do. Um, I am GP Nova on SoundCloud. I am going to be recording albums soon. It should be done in mid-fall, so uh, more to follow. Brian, do you, do, you, do you bring anything to promote this time? No, I got nothing. Okay. See you next time. Um... Yeah, um, we have an Instagram now. I don't know what I'm going to do with the Instagram, but follow it. All our social media stuff is at IndirectPod. That's Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, and I guess you can follow me on Twitter, BCVA500, and Instagram, uh, BCRIS590. Uh, anyway, uh, this is going to be like our season finale. Uh, we'll be back. I think we'll be back. Chelsea Arsenal? Maybe that's a good season premiere. Yeah, yeah. the second week of the season. We'll be back for that game. Um but um, I know you'll be sad without a month with all our beautiful voices, but we will be back soon. Uh, anyway, bye. Take care.